In a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia, and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. you've told us about this one now I remember and it's not from anime it's an actual thing it's simple before I was fucking with you and now I'm not and you know I'm not because it's not funny this is gonna be so hilarious (laughs) I can't wait Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, we're going to be diving deep into the dark world of government cover-ups and conspiracy. Because on this episode, we're doing the Wikipedia page for conspiracy theory. You boys think you know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. You think you're going to learn some truth now, don't you? Let me tell you, this podcast already recorded six months ago. Same place they faked the moon landing. That's right, boy. You listen up, I'ma learn you about the truth. Ah, so you used your natural voice for the intro this time. And back to my radio voice. <laughs> yeah, people don't know this. That's what he always sounds like. And this is just a voice he puts on for the podcast. Don't give away the illusion. <laughs> but it's true. I get here, I'm like, hello, I'm Garth Remington. Welcome to Wiki Review. Then Ben's like, it's over. And I'm like, I need to call my mother. Hey, my doing here? We are becoming a podcast. Are we back on the air now, Ben! (laughs) And that's my life. So yeah, we are doing the episode for conspiracy theory, because I figure we've done pseudoscience, done alien entities. We've beaten around this bush a lot. I know, we've done a lot of things that are like it. And there will be some crossover, mainly because we like this sort of shit. This is fun. Uh, We love covering stuff that isn't real, because if we get it wrong, it doesn't matter as much. It's absurd that they think these ideas are true, so how could we be wrong for pointing out how absurd they are. Right? Yeah, if we mess up the science of chemtrails, who cares? <laughs> exactly. There's not a lot of people who are going to call us up about that one. And those who will, we don't care. <laughs> not our target audience. It's okay. Although, I mean, we haven't really looked into it. Our audience might be 100% chemtrail people. That's true. Uh, we'll be... I don't know if the podcast statistics show that. Uh, well, well, Ben's going to be wild and stupid about these things and just be completely ignorant and blast through his knowledge of chemtrails. I'm going to be more respectful. I will try to rebut all the offensive things he says to our chemtrail listening audience. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can just take devil's advocate and be the pro chemtrails guy this episode. Okay. <laughs> it's always fun. Now, the first thing that comes up with conspiracy theory, because they have to have a photo, and they have that photo of the eye triangle on the pyramid, which is the American money. Yeah, symbol. it's on the American money. Now, was that a good <clears throat> or a bad description I just gave? I don't know. The pyramid eye thing? Yeah, the pyramid eye thing. Pretty much everyone knows. It's the Illuminati symbol as well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. It's a very famous symbol. I think it's really odd that it is on American money. It's an eye in a triangle that's at the top of a pyramid. It looks like really bad graphic designer collage from the 80s. I can't believe this was made whenever it was made, like hundreds of years ago, because it doesn't make sense. It looks stupid. Why would you even make that? How annoyed would you be if that was the only picture you'd seen of the pyramids and you were psyched to go see them? <laughs> and there's, wait, where's the eye? Where's the giant eye? I thought it was going to look at me. I'm looking at it. I wanted the pyramid to blink at me. <laughs> I was going to wink back at the pyramid. We're going to have a little like, you know, yeah, you can't pick a mood when a pyramid doesn't have an eye attached to it. I'd be even more pissed off if I ran around because you'd assume there'd be an eye on the other side of the triangle. <laughs> Wait, there's not even one eye. I thought there'd be at least two. Or the it's an illusion. It just follows you. Ah, yeah. It just goes around with you at all times. It's actually circular. To everyone who's looking at the pyramid, it looks like it's looking at them. Exactly. Mona Lisa. No Same. one knows how the Egyptians did it. <laughs> they were centuries ahead of their time. Probably aliens, which it, I think it, is actually going to be on this list. We'll get to the explanation. <laughs> we'll find it. Don't you worry. But yeah, no, the pyramid, though, is a four-sided pyramid, so you assume <coughs> there'll be four eyes. So I guess it's a four eyes, which is like a nerd who wears glasses, which makes sense if you're going to be on money and be surrounded by Latin. See, this is why you would have wanted to go see the pyramid, because a 2D picture wouldn't give it justice, if that's what it really looked like. I mean, in comparison, the real pyramids are quite boring. But There's no, no eyes. eyes. Yeah. It'd have to be a brown eye, right? The Sphinx doesn't even have a nose. So that's the picture on the page. That's what they've chosen to go with. I don't know. What would you say would be the picture to go with? What do you think? is? Because you could have chemtrails going. That's a pretty good one. But then you're going to show a picture of what? Just some clouds? True, just a plane going over. Yeah. You like put you a little said. text thing where it goes, chemtrails are real. <laughs> yeah, you have to actually write the stupid thing that people are thinking. What about a lizard person? Yeah, there you that go. That would have been a cool one. Though I feel the people who believe in other conspiracies probably hate the lizard people one. Well, that's, you got to start there. To a conspiracy theorist, that is still a conspiracy theory. I may think there's an Illuminati out there running the world, but lizard men, that's an actual conspiracy. The Illuminati, that's my truth. You're lizard men, that's a conspiracy theory. You're a little nuts, okay? I've always wondered if there's a hierarchy when it comes to conspiracy theories. And which way does it go? Because I would buy that somebody believes in something like chemtrails, but thinks that the lizard people thing is crazy. If you believed in both, you're absolutely insane. Which is weird, because I have seen conspiracy people who believe in multiple conspiracies. But only specific ones. Like, there's a point where they go, no, that's too far. Now you're being silly. <laughs> is it that the more stupid the conspiracy that you believe, the higher ranked you are in the world? Or is it that the lower you get ranked? Does some guy come out that looks like a troll or hunched over and weird looking and they're like, that guy is the king of the conspiracy theorists. Yeah, he thinks that frogs own us. <laughs> like, respect the tinfoil crown. Yes. <laughs> is it like a crown that gets handed to him? Because clearly this guy believes the stupidest thing. Or is it like, well, yeah, he believes that like frogs control people. So he's just a nut. We leave him alone. This guy, he's onto something here. He's figured out how toadstools and mushrooms are actually the same thing. They're just trying to fool us. It's like Coke and Pepsi all over again. <laughs> I have always wanted to start a conspiracy theory. One of my favorite stories I remember hearing was some people who found Bigfoot. They found the body and they were going to give it to scientists so they could analyze it. And they set a date when the scientists could come and the media could come. And it ended up being a Halloween costume stuffed with newspaper. <laughs> Like it wasn't even <laughs> a good disguise. And people were just like, they knew they were going to get caught. Why 
why did they lie so much? And it's like, oh, that's genius. <laughs> they got everyone there and made them look like idiots. <laughs> why would you do that? You answered your own question. That's awesome. I love that it was a Halloween costume stuffed with paper. If there was nothing, like, okay, you made something up. But no, you went to the effort of getting a costume and stuffing it with paper. Like, this is going to be so hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, they had provided pictures of the Bigfoot corpse beforehand, but thanks to Photoshop and angles and lighting, you can make a photo look kind of realistic. Like anything, yeah. But then when you've got the Halloween costume stuffed with newspaper, I mean, you can see the zipper. It's right there. <laughs> you can see paper still sticking out of it. You can even figure out what day they came up with the idea. Just look at the <laughs> date on the, the newspaper. <laughs> see, that's the sort of thing where it's not like, oh God, we're going to get caught out. It's like, oh my God, how long is it going to be till we get caught? You know you're going to get caught, but it's the thrill of how far can I push this? Like, Just knowing that when you show your hand, you've got nothing. Can I get CNN to rock up to my house? <laughs> Do you think we can make a fake alien corpse and get all the major news people to come to our house? I'm pretty sure from the story you just told me, we don't even need to make an alien to make that happen. Grab one of Shannon's teddy bears. We'll put one of those antennas on it, like a coat hanger. <laughs> and then we'll just tell people we have an alien. We'll take some photos of it from certain positions and angles. And we'll try and see if we can get CNN. I want like a government agency to rock up, to be honest. It'd be funny if they confiscate the bear. We feel that there is actually something alien about it. <laughs> the one-upmanship of the conspiracy theory. We're like, we've got an alien, but it's just a bear, a teddy bear. They rock up and they're like, now we know that you're not aware of this, but it actually does have alien material in it. So we're going to need it. Did you just one up our conspiracy? <laughs> you guys think that it's a conspiracy, but this is an actual conspiracy. You're not aware of it. Then when you try and tell people it was just a teddy bear, no one believes you and thinks that you were told by the government to keep quiet <laughs> about it. You flip your position rather quickly. Before the government came over, you're like, I've got an alien. I've got an alien. One visit from a man in a suit and you're like, oh no, it's just a teddy bear. What did they do? What did they offer you? They got into you. It's simple. Before I was fucking with you and now I'm not. And you know I'm not because it's not funny. <laughs> exactly. Before, that was pretty hilarious. What are you talking about? You said that you had an alien. That's serious. I mean, I took it really seriously. I thought we've met life from another planet. <laughs> you see, that's really funny to me. <laughs> I've been laughing at you this whole time. And it was a teddy bear. The thing that you were getting all excited about was a stuffed toy. You dumbass. Now, do you know what I'd do as soon as the government took it away? Is I'd go back to the store, get two more of that types of bear and do the same thing to it and go, now there are two of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's multiplying. So what does Wikipedia have on here? Because one thing that stands out to me is this Walker's five kinds. Because we've got different types of conspiracy theories. I think it's nice that someone has gone to the effort to like branch all the different kind of conspiracy theories into different groups, which you consider a kind of science, a social science to put conspiracy theories. Like, I guess it's studying what people believe. Is it a pseudoscience or is it a science? Because it's actually how conspiracy theories can be categorized. I think it's more philosophy. All right, let's go with that. So Walker's five kinds of conspiracy theory. There is the enemy outside, the enemy within, enemy above, enemy below, and benevolent conspiracies. Enemy below features the lower classes working to overturn the social order. Fight club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never really thought of that because usually it's rich people who are at the top of conspiracies. I never figured poor people were out to get me. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's just a lot easier to organise rich people for conspiracies because there's less of them. That's because 
I know I couldn't afford to orchestrate a conspiracy, so anyone who earns less money than me can't. Yeah, no way at all. Even if everyone could all be organized, at the end of the day, there's going to be one guy like, oh, can we not do it today? I actually need the paycheck. My kid got sick. Yeah, I'm just a little behind. It doesn't work that way. So you got above, which involves powerful, manipulating people. That's your rich guys, yep. And then you've got within. That's when you hurt yourself. <laughs> when you're your own worst enemy. Finds the conspirators lurking inside the nation indistinguishable from ordinary citizens. Ah, sleeper agents. Yeah, those commie bastards. They walk amongst you. You think <clears throat> they're like us, but they're not. They're evil. They're incel, cell, communist, AIDS spreading people. Do you think sleeper agents are a genuine thing in the way that someone can believe that they're normal, but then hear a code word and just, now I am Russian? Oh, yes. <laughs> like in the movies. We always assume they, it's a Russian. Russians just seem like the only people who would go to the effort to do this. <laughs> who would go if they exist, they're Russian. It's the only place they have the legality, the technology, the money, the people, and the pure will to do it. Like, you could feasibly legally do that in certain countries in Southeast Asia, but they don't have the resources. Those people don't live that long. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But Russia, they want to do that and they have the people to do it. So, does it exist? I like to think it does. It probably doesn't <laughs> at all. I just think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to think about how implausible it is. No. I like to think how plausible it could be, though. Like, you know, why not? Sure. Like, if someone was totally, like, brainwashed and everything, I'm sure you could do that. So, you could be this, like, you were apparently born in Russia and you just think that you're Garth Remington. Your whole childhood is completely made up. All your family and people that you know, they're just Russian agents, too. And so, you go and do, like, secret missions at night. Do you think there's any plausibility to that? They just implant a memory so that when you hear a code or something, you know, you freak out, you do one thing, and then after that, it's over. It's not an in and out thing. It's like converted into your brain. I know it's all bullshit. It doesn't exist. So wait, were we talking about like there's a person inside you who's like Russian secret agent Garth and then you've just got normal Garth who's the made up personality? It's very feasible that I could be brainwashed into believing I'm me with like when you hear the code, you've got to pick up a gun or whatever. You pick up a weapon, you just try and kill like a certain face like uh, Zoolander. Like I hear, relax, go do it when you want to go do it. And then I just try to kill the Malaysian prime minister, right? I reckon that's totally possible, especially with my kind of brain. I'm very easily manipulated. See, I'll take the other side on that and say I don't think that any of that is in science. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> but what if I accidentally, like, got placeboed into it? Like, I thought they brainwashed me, so then they said, like, you know, relax, go do it. Then I tried to kill the Malaysian Prime Minister. I'm like, yeah, but I was brainwashed. And they're like, that's not a real thing. You just did it because you heard the song that they said to kill him to. So really, you wanted to. <laughs> I think you're just making it more complex now. I think I am. So you're brainwashed because you believe you're brainwashed. You know how people say that no one who's hypnotized does anything they don't want to do? I guess so it's like if I put like a spell on you and I convinced you that you had no choice to do whatever I said. Yeah. And I've only convinced you, there's no real magic. Yeah, I That just... you would just feel compelled to do the things I said then? Yeah, exactly. Like if someone went up, hey, kill the Malaysian prime minister, please. No, I don't know. You will do what I say. Oh, okay. Then I do believe in brainwashing. <laughs> does that count? I mean, I believe in brainwashing but different thing. Not to that extent. All right, so that's within, outside. That'd be the Russians coming from the outside. Yeah, that's the Russians coming at us. The Russians with the accents. And benevolent conspiracies. Are angelic forces that work behind the scenes to improve the world and help people. Ooh, I like those ones. That sounds nice. So would that be God? Yeah, That's God. what I get with benevolent. God, Santa, <laughs> the Red Cross, Vinnies. All of these are benevolent conspiracies. They don't actually exist. Yeah, so you... why do these ones want to help people and everyone else is trying to destroy the world. Why is it four against one in this? this yeah. There's five kinds and only one of them's nice. Because, like in the 
nice one's benevolent. I'm amazed that there's even a nice one. <laughs> They're the Keebler elves. <laughs> so that's all the types of conspiracies. That's nice. They do have an examples here, the list of conspiracies. Oh, wow, just lot. the contents alone. Black helicopters, chemtrails, Korean airline that's 007. That, and that's this, the aviation stuff. There's like three different airlines. I'm only aware of two of them. I don't know what the Korean one was. Or 007 was Bond on vault. <laughs> on the plane. They were shaken, but not stirred. The new Coke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know about that. That's an actual conspiracy that people say about new Coke when it was released. The conspiracy is that Coke released a crappy flavor called new Coke on purpose. Like, you know how everyone goes, yeah, they put out the new Coke. Everyone goes, oh, this tastes terrible. Then when they bring back classic cola, everyone goes, oh, this is great. And they go and buy it again. The quote here, the president of Coca-Cola, Donald Keogh, rebutted this charge. The truth is we're not that dumb and we're not that smart. Yeah, that would be a bold marketing strategy. I mean, I know it worked out that way, but to predict that ahead of time. And the in-between when New Coke is like, everyone tried New Coke because it's something different. Then everyone said it's crap. There is no way everyone trying New Coke could have paid for everything that had to be done to create and get out and distribute New Coke. No, I think they just take that as they got off lucky. Look, we're not that dumb. We're not that smart. Coca-Cola is saying, we wish we thought of that. I would have done it if I knew that, but that's incredible. But it would be bold going like, okay, here's what we're going to do. It's like, imagine going, all right, so what we're going to do for the next 10 episodes of Wiki Review is it's going to be this screeching noise that everyone's going to absolutely <laughs> hate. And then when we come back and do Wiki Review Classic, it'll be like, oh, it's so much better. It's so much better, which will increase our downloads. That Ooh. is not how that would go down at all. That's not what but Coke apparently thought. it worked for Coke. And so I don't know, are we going to do this? New Cola Wiki Review, huh? <laughs> like we hate it. We want old classic Wiki Review back. That's right, you do. <laughs> We're the only screeching annoying sound we hear is when Garth talks. Ha <laughs> <laughs> So what, what else did they have on there? There was New Coke, New World Order, Denver Airport. Ooh. I've heard that. That's where the Illuminati meets under the Denver Airport. Really? Why? Why it's Denver? a big airport. It's a big it's airport. It's a hub. You think it'd be like in Asia somewhere? Like Hong Kong or Singapore? That seems like more of a meaty, uppy place for Illuminatis. Denver. You mean like Colorado? Why would anyone of any wealth go there? That's stupid. You got the Bible and Jesus. Oh, Just yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. That scam. <laughs> Racism. That's a conspiracy theory. Racism is a total conspiracy theory. Though I think these are headings, so it would be like under yeah, like racism. Sandy Hook. Oh, that's the, the school shooting that didn't happen. Global warming. That conspiracy theory. Vaccinations. Didn't we cover that last week? We definitely have covered that before. <laughs> Global warming. MK Ultra. Flat Earth. They're always some of our favorites. Boxing. <laughs> yeah, boxing isn't real. Yeah, no. Neither is UFC. It's all rigged and set up beforehand. I don't see UFC on here. Oh, it must be real. Yeah. Cheerfully withdrawn. I don't see WWE on here either. I don't see any of the wrestlings on here. That's true. They must all be real. It's just boxing. Boxing that's fake, apparently. That's why they wear such big gloves. Cool. So where are we going to start? Let's dig deeper. Let's hit your curiosity bone. All right. Well, we talked about chemtrails before, and I want to hear your arguments for this because you support this, remember? <laughs> okay. So what exactly is chemtrails that I totally believe in? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know how when a plane flies over, how sometimes you got those little misty trails that follow it? Well, apparently they think jumbo jets are working like crop dusters. Or sorry, you believe that yeah. aeroplanes are working like crop dusters and pouring chemicals over all of us like, for mind control at, purposes. Well, they are. We're looking at a picture of it and you can see the trails of clouds behind the aeroplane. And that's, yeah, like, I know farming. I know crop dusting. That's what it looks like. That's 
it's water vapor. So apparently the chemicals in there are used to control our minds. It's very similar to the mind control drugs in the water with the fluoride. Just so I understand your argument. We've got a picture here of a plane and it's got a whole bunch of trails behind it, of cloudy trails behind it. And apparently they're full of chemicals that change what you believe and you think. And you can see that cloud and you don't think that it's full of things that make you change your mind. Clearly it works. The chemicals have gone into your brain and you've gone, what, there's no such thing as chemtrails because that's what the chemtrails do to you, right? They change how you think. How is this not true? What do you got to say, huh? Well, no, it's because they're stupid. (laughs) I mean, I believe that there are chemicals in there, but it's probably just crap like exhaust from the aeroplane and stuff like that. There's chemicals in everything. Everything is chemicals. I don't even think that there are any mind control drugs going back to the original. What the actual conspiracy is. Oh, back to the sleeper agents thing that we were talking about. That's well. That's we'll have to get to MK Ultra and have a look at that as well. Well, yeah, MK Ultra is a reason that we know that mind control drugs don't work because they would have figured it out then. Well, didn't they get some kind of result out of that? MK Ultra. Well, let's go look at that. Was it the Russian version? Wasn't it? No, MK Ultra was American. Oh, was it the American? Because the Russians managed to do some real stuff. No, Russians didn't manage to do some real <laughs> stuff. I've seen all that shit on there. Like, oh, we found psychics and we did this. It turns out when you have a dictator saying find positive results or we'll kill you, you find people po- find positive results however they can, whether they're accurate or not. Did MK Ultra have something to do with acid or was it just to do with music or was it an actual? It was yeah, mostly like acid and LSD, which is same thing I think. They just tried to use drugs to make people do what they want. They figured they could break people and rebuild them. Oh sweet! Breaking people, they managed to successfully do. The rebuilding them was kind of problematic, and some of them never got rebuilt again. A little bit trickier. But it's also the weird thing that it's one of those conspiracy theories where you had a bunch of drugged out hippies going like, oh, they're grabbing people and experimenting on a man. And so uh. no one bought it. Because <laughs> they always got people who are from the lower ends of society who wouldn't be trusted. And after they've been on acid for a couple of years, then they also don't seem that credible afterwards. And also, if that's the kind of mind you're trying to break, I mean, that's not going to be very helpful in warfare. I get starting off on the easy mind to break and working your way up to like important people. And plus some of the stories were just like, you know, they locked me in a room and then they put a bunch of leprechauns in there with me. And you're just like, yeah, you're crazy. But it's like, no, no, they gave him acid. So they just didn't up. always knew that they were taking acid. Yeah, no one told him. So that's what he saw. Which is weird. If the government kidnapped you, locked you in a room and then just kept putting mythical creatures, like one day you spend the day with a unicorn, another day a leprechaun. <laughs> they put a ghost in there with you, a gremlin. If those things existed, governments would legitimately do that. They go, we want to see how it interacts with people or how people respond to it. We've got all these leprechauns coming out of everywhere. We've been trying to hide them because we think everyone will freak out, but maybe we need to do tests. Let's just put a regular person in a room with these leprechauns see how they react. We need these tests that before we go to the prime minister and say, hey, we've got to show everyone the leprechauns. And then afterwards, they just release you and let you go home because they're just like, we know you're not going to tell anyone. And if you do, who cares? Who the hell's going to believe your story? (laughs) Exactly. All right, they're leprechauns, you douche. Do you think you would even tell anyone what happened to you? Or do you just think, nah, screw it. I'm not dealing with the ridicule. So guys, I had the craziest dream. <laughs> like, you can't tell anyone. I guess you just get up and go to work and tell people oh, I just didn't sleep very well. Has that happened to me before? Who knows? <laughs> That's new for me because I knew MK Ultra was the mind control thing, but I didn't know if it was specifically to do with acid. I thought it might have been to do with the Russians. I thought it had something to do with music as well. It turns out it's the whole mind oh, control. Just, they were just doing like a crapshoot and trying anything they could to control someone's mind. Hypnosis was put in there. Anything that's brain power hippie stuff. Basically, 
Exactly. And yeah, it's one of the few conspiracy theories that did actually come out as true. They did try, but it doesn't mean they succeeded in anything. Well, that's the thing. All conspiracy theories tend to come out eventually. I mean, Bill Clinton got a blowjob in the Oval Office. Two people knew about that and it still came out and everyone knew about it. So the government is not really great at keeping things secret. And especially when it rotates, when you got the opposition coming in every like couple of years, but they are always exposing all the bad shit that the previous people did. So there are kind of systems that mean that they can be conspiracies, but not for too long. And they always collapse under their own weight. That's why the moon landing one doesn't feel like it could be true because too many people would have to be in on it across like different hemispheres. Cause it was like a satellite dish in Australia that was tracking them. Well, as far as they know, yeah. they weren't actually there, but you can get like a telescope and look at the moon, see like where they landed. Like the Rover would still be there. I don't think you can get like a standard telescope, but they have got telescopes where they have taken pictures. Okay. <clears> but it's not widely available. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not like any average person could just peek up and confirm the story like that. I guess oh, it wouldn't be that popular a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory for people who can't afford telescopes that cost more than $1,000. And clearly the people who point the holes in the photos don't know anything about filming or lighting anyway. Yeah, the moon would be a weird environment to film on. So the lighting would be weird because there's no atmosphere. Because there's all black and there's all light. Yeah, because you'd be lit up but the sky would still look black because there's no atmosphere around that. Yeah, you'd actually have to put in a backdrop. So let's have a look at this boxing one. Yeah, let's see what the the boxing conspiracy is. Boxing, there's only one. The second Ali Liston fight and the first Bradley Pacquiao fight were fixed. Now that's interesting because I know about the Muhammad Ali versus Sonny Liston fights. The first one, Muhammad Ali won by the eighth round because Sonny Liston refused to come out, apparently pulled his shoulder. And then the second fight, Ali knocked him out in the second round, which I think he just figured him out. Well, if I was going to throw a fight, I'd be like, all right, but not by knockout because that'll hurt. (laughs) It probably hurt more not to get knocked out. I mean, at least with the knockout, you can just go down. True. I'd be just like, punch me and I'll just like close my eyes and pretend. Yeah, they say keep it close, but let them win. If you go to the scorecard, it's too hard to predict what the judges are going to see. But also I'd be like, I got to keep it close. Got to keep it close. Then I'd win by the score. And they'd be like, dude, you're supposed to throw the fight. I was keeping it close. I'm sorry. You couldn't keep up. I'm just too good. Because you got to assume that if you're being paid to throw a fight, that you're better than the other person. Oh, wouldn't it be great if you weren't? It's like a no pressure situation. Like you're like an up and coming boxer and you got to face like Mike Tyson or someone crazy. And right before the fight, like you're shitting yourself. Like I'm about to die. And then this guy comes in and goes, I'll give you 50 grand to take a dive. Yes, please. No, I was planning to lose anyway. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. You're going to pay me extra. As long as they don't go, just make sure you don't go down to the third round. I cannot guarantee that, sir. I'm pretty sure I won't make it out of the first round. I honestly don't know how I got this fight in the first place. I'm not fit. I'm not a heavyweight. But I can guarantee you that you won't see me in the fourth round. <laughs> I won't be there for that. I'll definitely be out before then. Can you hedge your bets that way, sir? Space agencies. <gasps> Are there space secret agents like Moonraker? Yeah, like the... Ah, oh, no, it's the stage moon landing. And it was directed by Stanley Kubrick. If someone was going to fake a moon landing. It's just like 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. I think it was taken from a deleted scene from The Shining where Jack Nicholson was on the moon. <laughs> you know, that Bigfoot footage was actually just be real from Full Metal Jacket. I reckon the hardest people to get in on the moon landing conspiracy would have been the Soviets. Saying yeah. like, hey, we're going to pretend to go to the moon, but don't tell anyone. It's a secret. <laughs> Shh. 
<laughs> because they would be tracking them with their own equipment. And like, they're also racing them. Imagine you're in a running race with someone and you turn in like, I'm going to pretend to win, but don't tell anyone. Shh, like, that, fuck you. I'm winning this race. <laughs> you don't get to call it before we run. Oh, wow, this goes into a whole heap of conspiracies just in this one, like Nibiru or Planet X. Does that actually exist or not? Well, Planet X is kind of a miscellaneous name given to planets we haven't named yet. So some people can say like, oh, beyond Pluto, there might be Planet X. And it just means a planet out yeah. there. But Nibiru is a very specific planet that, no, that that's, can't be real. It can't be? It's, it's, it's a, bigger than all the others or something? Well, apparently it's on the same orbit path as Earth. And they've got like a longer orbit than us. And eventually they're going to crash into us. Oh, yeah. You've told us about this one. Now I remember. And it's not from anime. It's an actual thing. It's an actual conspiracy. Well, it's on this page. Oh, so it's <clears throat> going to come in and crash into Earth. It's just that it's always on the other side or something. No, it just takes like thousands of years or millions of years for it to go around. I don't know how long it takes to go around. <laughs> it doesn't exist, so it doesn't take any time. Apparently, they're going to try and destroy our planet just so their planet doesn't collide with ours. Oh, okay, cool. I look forward to that. I mean, it would be cool looking at a planet coming to crash in with us if it gets like bigger and bigger and bigger. I wonder if it gets close enough where you can jump from one planet to another. Then get squished. Not if you time it right. <laughs> you gotta do it just right. Because I gotta jump to get out of our gravity and just go into theirs, and then yeah. I just gotta like run so I'm out of the squished zone. Which, like, I can't do a backflip, but in that situation, all you gotta do is get halfway, and then you'll just land on your feet anyways. So it's like jumping up, chucking your feet above you, and then you land on your feet. I like that. Well, apparently they predicted in 2017 it would appear. So if you're alive after 2017, which should be everyone, because we're recording this after 2017. Yeah, there's no way someone listened to this before 2017. <laughs> so yeah, we're all still alive. Apparently it didn't appear. So no, Nobu is not real. So is Star Wars going to have to rewrite it? It does sound like a Star Wars planet. Doesn't it? I always assume the aliens on it would look like something from Star Wars. <laughs> That'd be funny that that's the song you're hearing as the planet's getting closer and closer. You just hear that song getting louder and louder. <laughs> We go, your music is really annoying. And then they go, well, let's listen to your music. No, no, no. That's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not what we're getting at here. Why is your music our joke music of you? How did that actually line up? I wonder, is the Mandela effect on here? Or is that something that's more supernaturally driven? Oh, you've told us about that one. Yeah. Because that one, for those who don't know, revolves around Nelson Mandela, who some people believe that he died in prison back in the 80s and other people think that he didn't. And he didn't. But the people who think that he did just think that there was an alternate universe created in which he had died, that they're from, and now they're in this universe. What's the term? It's something about reality bubbles or... Tapes. I, I, I don't know what the term is. Ribbons yet. or something. There's something weird name which like describes like because I know it's the Mandela effect or something, but it's false history. False history. That'd be it. It's gotta be in there. False history. That's just people making shit up. They believe that people didn't exist. I've heard that Shakespeare didn't exist. Oh really? Apparently, his plays are by multiple writers. Yeah, too much brilliance in one. Couldn't couldn't possibly. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, I also heard that he's a plagiarist as well. He would have copied from other people, and other people would have copied off him at that time. Maybe copying was the norm 
form then or what he was doing wasn't thinking of copying like what if thousands of years from now they find just our podcast and think that we invented podcasting and it's like we never even claimed to do that did they actually listen to the podcast <laughs> it would be like treating the creators of two and a half men like they were creative geniuses and they'd be like we weren't even trying to make a good show <laughs> is that show still going or did that tank after Charlie Sheen had his meltdown no they kept having a show after he left yeah I saw the whole but I think that was designed to only go one or two seasons I remember they had Aston Kutcher came in to replace him and I did watch that one to see how they killed off Charlie Sheen and what Aston Kutcher was like but I never watched any episode past that <laughs> I saw it and went okay that's what you did it's not that it's written good or anything you just wanted to see the sheer balls of a show to go okay yeah the complete premise is defunct now we don't care you're still gonna watch it shut up the motivation doesn't make sense anymore because if they're just friends Aston Kutcher and whoever Charlie Sheen's brother was yeah and the kid then eventually like they would have an argument big enough where he would get kicked out but when there was brothers living together you kind of buy that you'd be more tolerant and mm. be like oh well I can't <laughs> kick him out or it's gonna be awkward at the next family thing the whole show was stupid it was shoved down our throats it was because of Spin City because on Spin City it had Michael J. Fox and he got Parkinson's so he decided he wasn't gonna be on Spin City anymore that's right so they replaced him with Charlie Sheen and the ratings actually had a bump when Charlie Sheen was on the show and after that one hit its conclusion they were just like hey we would be happy for another Charlie Sheen show and that's what happened with Two and a Half Men so if Michael J. Fox hadn't got Parkinson's we wouldn't even have that show so you could say that Michael J. Fox getting Parkinson's was kind of a tragedy <laughs> I guess you can when you think about it I mean if it made Two and a Half Men <laughs> though Charlie Sheen is winning he got all his chips uh, cashed in he's done well for himself yeah he's just sitting there going aren't we all so happy that Michael J. Fox got Parkinson's so well I can have Two and a Half Men it's like no 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 just you Charlie just you that's a shaky premise yeah <laughs> tiger blood <laughs> that was fun when he was having his meltdown though oh that was a great thing wasn't it it did make YouTube worth watching because I mean we all make fun of him but Hot Shots was awesome so was Hot Shots 2 Hot Shots 2 I'd say was better because that one was Top Gun the first one was Rambo no other way around the first one was Top Gun oh right. yeah it was too the, the second one was, was Rambo. Rambo I knew one of them were Rambo yeah. and one of them were <laughs> Top Gun and I just came across this last week do you remember Major League yes I saw it and it still kind of holds up I still enjoy it they don't make these movies anymore about a ragtag bunch of people getting put into the same sports team that was destined to fail and everyone thinks they're gonna fail but somehow with all their odd different like abilities like maybe a guy's like he sweeps as a janitor and somehow that comes in handy well Major League Charlie Sheen was in it and he was a pitcher and he did a good job I thought it was really funny like it's stupid as anything he plays a guy fresh out of prison and he can't act or anything but I enjoyed it and it still stands up maybe we should do a sports movie yes what sport though because baseball's very American so I don't cricket think Really? <laughs> you really want to pick the boringest sport? How do you make a movie around cricket? Just pick random activities, occupations, and hobbies and figure out how they can be helpful for playing cricket. Oh, yeah, you've always got to have the people who have the quirky thing. Like Down Periscope. They had the guy who had really good hearing, so he was on sonar. You need something like that. You need a ragtag bunch of kids who join the cricket team. So maybe there's some kid who's really good at, like, throwing paper planes or something. Oh, you'd be a good spinner. So he bowls spin, and they're like, wow, who? 
would have thought that throwing paper planes would prepare you for that? And he bowled that kid out. And then there's like this kid who's got like a part-time job, like stacking shelves after school, you know, to help his dying mother out. Yes. Yes. And then like some of the cans start falling and he's like catching them like left, right. And it's like, man, that guy's got great hands. Yeah. Like they got it, kid. Like they would have been searching for talent. They walked into the store and then they accidentally, cause they're a bunch of ragtag kids. One of them would have pushed the shelf over. He would have caught them all and they would have been like, I have an eye for talent. This kid needs to be in our outfield. Then they combine all their skills together. I think Americans do have the better movie sports because they have baseball and basketball. Soccer's kind of a good movie sport. Yeah. I guess football can be too. American football is good because they get to stop every five seconds and like you get to invent plays. Yes. And everyone gets to wear helmets and you can throw the ball. I think that's what it all comes down to. That was what I was going to say. Also in our ragtag cricket team, we need a wicketkeeper who's got a mouth on him because all the super secret plays that they're going to do involve him like stifling the batsman by like saying something like you know like I saw your wife naked what oh balled him out <laughs> ho, ho, ho. and then someone has to fart at some time I figure the wicket keeper would he'd be some fat kid yes yeah, you need a fat kid aka uh, the Sandlot Kids South Park anything where there's like a person who like catches a ball it's usually a fat guy I'll tell you what you know the movie the Sandlot Kids yes what if we just got that script did like one of those word search things and wherever it says baseball just, just change it to cricket, cricket and that's our movie only do that <laughs> only so they're like Babe Ruth the greatest cricket player of all time <laughs> the great Bambino oh you mean he's the guy who plays cricket <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I play cricket. I play third base. <laughs> what? We needed nine guys. We've only got eight. He makes nine. Yeah, so is my sister. I don't bring her to play cricket. We'd be at the premiere and going like, what? There's not home runs in cricket? We thought there were. <laughs> we honestly don't know. I've never played it, to be honest. Oh, oh, oh. Go to 5.3. 5.3. What a way to keep people in suspense. <laughs> I can see why you said 5.3. <laughs> so what am I going to try and pronounce that? Malal... Is that a T? Mal... No, they're right. all L. It's Malala. Uh, Malala Yousadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzadzad
across the world amongst the Nobel Prize people. So there's a conspiracy about her amongst the Pakistanis in the Pakistani world that she's a Western spy and her attempted murder by the Taliban was a secret operation to discredit the Taliban and was organized by her father and the CIA and carried out by actor Robert De Niro. Oh, no way. Robert De Niro did it? Did Robert De Niro shoot her in the face? Disguised as an Uzbek homeopath. So The role of a lifetime for Robert. Every time I've ever seen Robert De Niro, I've been like, does he not look like a homeopath from Uzbekistan? Synonymous with De Niro. I do think with Robert De Niro, though, if let's say you take Taxi out of his history, is he really that good an actor? Even with it in, he's not. (laughs) Because that one, I thought he did good in that role. But every other movie I've seen, most of them he does a parody of himself. These days he just shows up to be the character he created. Yeah, like the Meet the Parents or Meet the Fockers. That's just him playing a parody of himself. The same as Joe Pesci, right? Like Joe Pesci rocked up. He did this character and that's all he'll ever do is that character. Robert De Niro is only ever going to be that character. Yeah, but Joe Pesci doesn't work anymore. Did he retire with all his money? He's on the Home Alone money. Because I see Robert De Niro every now and again shows up on Saturday Night Live and it's so painful to watch. Like other actors are like, they're like on it and they're like, oh my God, I'm on live TV. I better put in an act. You can see him reading. You can see him reading the card. You can see him look over, try to find where the card is, try to see each individual word on the card and then read it as though he's reading it. There's no inflection. He doesn't respond to other people talking. He's really bad. So you can even pinpoint the exact day that I lost respect for Robert De Niro is you just got to go back and look when Rocky and Bullwinkle the movie came out because he and Rocky and Bullwinkle he played fearless leader or great he was fearless leader wasn't he he even had a point in the movie where he looked into the camera and went are you talking to me are you talking to me and it's like, oh my God, don't do that. If it was his character he created, that's okay. Like Joe Pesci rocking up and being Joe Pesci. But the fact that he's being told to recite a line that someone else wrote and gave to him. Oh, we've mentioned this before many times. Wouldn't that just burn your hash? It wasn't even like the character I created. It was a line someone else made me say. But it is the line he's probably most famous for. Though, would you like a catchphrase line? A little bit. <laughs> the other Robert De Niro. It depends what the catchphrase is, because if people can came up to you going, oh, you're the I pissed my pants guy. (laughs) Say it, say it, say I pissed my pants. I pissed my pants. Oh my God, you're so cool. (laughs) At least that whole, are you talking to me? That's kind of cool. Or any of Clint Eastwood's Mm. characters, like you feeling lucky punk. What am I, a clown? The way I amuse you, Joe Pesci. Yeah, but knowing my luck, it would be some stupid catchphrase like I pissed my pants. It would be. I saw The Predator recently. I hate when they do that. Like when you say The Predator, I think the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, right? But no, that's... That one was just Predator. The one they've released now is The Predator. Not to be confused with Predators. 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 (laughs) Predator 2 or the Alien vs. Predator series. Because there was that Robert Rodriguez one that came out called Predators. Yes. That was my favorite one, I think. And you've seen the new one. Yeah, and this new one is terrible. It's what would happen if a bunch of nutcases had to protect the world from the Predator. An unlikely ragtag bunch. (laughs) They put some homages in there and that's even worse because they did have one of the crazy guys go get to the chopper 
Ugh. And there's that like look at the camera and everyone's like, ha ha, because he said that thing. But even worse, because this is what I'm hating about these remakes these days. Okay, do the remake. Do the little like wink to the camera if we did it. The whole movie was just that. There's a point where a girl sees the predator like when it's like asleep and they're about to do an autopsy or something. And she goes, you are one beautiful motherfucker. Which is an homage to in the first one when Schwarzenegger looks and he goes, you are one ugly motherfucker. I'm like, why are there so many different things in this movie from the other movies? I could have just watched the first one again. I think they just used the text replaced in the old script <laughs> idea that I came up with. Yeah, I didn't have any uh, keys on my keyboard. <laughs> I could only cut and paste. <laughs> but yeah, that's a conspiracy theory in Pakistan is that Robert De Niro shot Malala as a conspiracy to bring down the Taliban. I mean, if they had picked a good actor, maybe I would have <laughs> believed it. If they had said Leonardo DiCaprio, maybe. But at the same time, okay, some guys walking out of a building in Pakistan, some white guy, yeah, hey, is that Robert De Niro? Could be. The guys who walk out of buildings in Pakistan do kind of look like Robert De Niro. They would not ever be mistaken for Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I reckon Johnny Depp. Oh, here we go. He knows how to transform himself. Like, he did the whole Jack Sparrow thing. Like, you've seen him in his movies. He's always got this crazy makeup and things going. <laughs> you think Edward Scissorhands took out Malala? Damn right. <laughs> He's a chameleon, man. <laughs> he is. I reckon if he wanted to pretend to be someone, I could be Johnny Depp right now. You wouldn't even know. Well, I, uh, I, was, uh, I was in Pakistan and... Uh... You know, I've always dreamed of being a was was Beck homeopath, and uh, I saw this school. Walked into it, saw this little girl. I said, "I'm a was Beck homeopath," and I shot her in the face. Uh, come see Pirates of the Caribbean. That's yeah. my Johnny Depp impression. I think. Yeah, he's probably not going to come back to Australia since we threatened to kill his dogs. <laughs> that was weird. That was a weird thing to do. <laughs> that was a bit odd. That was my whole take on it is just that whole situation was weird. It's just like, stop making a big deal about it and make him do PSAs. It's just making it more and more embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah, on behalf of all of Australia, we don't care. It appears there's only one person in the entire country who does care. Because if you asked anyone else, like, hey, can Johnny Depp bring his dogs in the country yeah sure whatever he's Johnny Depp right that's cool do you think so it is fun to hear what the Taliban are spreading around yeah that's under espionage who's espionage ha- sounds cool it does who's Harold Wilson he was someone who espionaged someone I don't think that's the right word espionaged no I'm oh, thinking out loud it's not working Harold Wilson I think was a prime minister of Britain ah and he worked for the KGB yes cool now when you're claiming that the prime minister works for the KGB that's pretty top of the line that's like Donald Trump being like controlled by uh, Vladimir Putin oh never mind what is Russia's deal with that why do they want to do all this espionage and stuff I think they just already had all the stuff for it like I'm not going to be an electrician I wasn't going to but I already had all the tools they can't want to take over the world because they're having enough trouble running their own country yes that is (laughs) everything's kind of I think it's they're putting good money after bad during the Cold War we invested in all this espionage we needed spy stuff America was trying to take us down we do actually have more important things we've got to feed people we've got to pay for gas but we already have the spy stuff you know you don't buy a car and then not drive it right that'd be a waste right (laughs) to me russia has all the facilities to be a first world nation and i don't understand why they're stuck in this second world oh that's sort of demographic it's very simple first off it is a third world country and that there's a lot of poverty there is it third world because i thought that it was second world because what's second world then well this is where it gets weird because first world is technically people who are natives what i thought first world was kind of like countries like Australia and England and America. Either I'm wrong or people are using it wrong. I wonder which one it's going to be. But 
my understanding is if you're a native, that's first world. So Aboriginals are first world, Japanese are first world, Native Americans are first world. I could be completely wrong. They could just be doing it in hemispheres of economy. So in Africa, they're natives. So you're saying that in Africa, that's the first world. By uh, the literal translation. This is what I've heard when I was in high school. It may have changed. It may Possibly. Have changed. I mean, the way everyone uses it. Because uh, otherwise first world problems are actually way more serious than everyone's making them out to be. That's true, isn't they're it? They're like starving to death. Yeah, the, the problem is everyone's invading their space. So what am I then? Am I second world or am I third world? I think we're second world. Well, what's third world Well, the way it's used these days, third world's squalor, but they're not necessarily native. Like they don't live in a native way of living. Like Gilligan's Island? I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I could just be pulling this out of my ass. Uh, I think you might be. Yeah. Okay, let's go with what everyone thinks. Everyone thinks that first world is like first class. Doesn't get any better than that. I imagine second world is like the same thing, but not as good. Like they have air conditioning, but it's one of those units that you put in the window. Like they have mobile phones, but they're still on Nokia's. And then third world, they're the guys who make all the phones for everyone else. Russia is a big country and it's very poor. And thanks to the Cold War, all those poor people were all given military training, (laughs) which never works out well for anyone. Yeah, it seems the correct response if someone says, I grew up in Russia is to say, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Ooh, how can I help you? I've never heard anyone say a good story about living in Russia. And I've heard good stories about people living in South Africa and in all of the Asian countries, even the ones you wouldn't think so. Like, say, Vietnam. There's all these poor people, but there's, like, this one rich guy. Guess which one affords to make it to Australia? (laughs) Not the poor kids. People who I knew who lived in the Philippines who were rich, that sounds like a good life. They had maids and stuff, and they weren't even that rich. I've always wondered with those places where it's like, you can feed a kid for a dollar a day. It's like, how much money would I have to save up to move over there and live like a millionaire? And is that how it works? I imagine there's something to it that they don't tell you. Like, 500 bucks will do you for the rest of your life. But there's a 50-50 chance that you're going to get cholera. (laughs) You know, good and the bad. And your neighbor's a warlord. Yeah, but you know, we get along. Phil, Phil the (laughs) warlord. It's a good bloke. He only wants to invade westwards. I'm on the east side. It's okay. To be honest, the worst part is the missionaries. (laughs) They just keep knocking on the door, bothering us. I keep all the Bibles and stuff by the door so I can show them. Because I feel in a place like that, if I could feed myself for a dollar a day, I'm like, so I could just go into the restaurant and shout everyone who's in there. That would be pretty cool. It cost me like 14 bucks. And you could do that every day. You'd be the (coughs) coolest guy ever. Yeah, I'm sure there's other parts to it that you miss out on. It's never that simple. So what did it mean by racism? Okay, let's look at these racism conspiracies. In the United States, black genocide conspiracy theory holds a view that African Americans are the victims of genocide instituted by white Americans. Lynchings and racial discrimination were formerly described as genocide by the Civil Rights Congress. So, well, they did have that. I mean, they do actually have proof that a bunch of white people hung a bunch of black people. Well, that's the thing with this. They say a bunch of white people are getting together to kill black people. It's like, well, when are you talking about? Because we can say that isn't happening anymore. Well, but then in the 80s, like the government invented crack to destroy urban black youths. So it's still happening. I just like the idea that they're talking about the genocide. They've got it actually there. Black genocide in in inverted commas. Okay, yeah, there were a bunch of white people killing a bunch of black people, but I wouldn't call it a genocide. It was a lynching, you know. We we, we wanted to kill a couple of them. We weren't trying to wipe out the whole race. 
There's still a whole bunch of them in Africa. Yeah, I can understand that black people have had a harder time with governments trying to be out to get them than most people. Because they did actually have a government out to yeah. get them. Because it's only sort of in recent history that that stopped. Yes. <laughs> Where it's and not, not even, even a thing. Yeah, and only like recently, recently. Like really. <laughs> and some of the things still hang on and are slowly going away. Yeah. But they're getting there. They're getting there and that's good for them. Well, that's the thing I figure with things like racism and sexism and homophobia and stuff. They still exist now, but they're sort of getting weeded out anyway. So it's like the problem's solved, but it's going to take time. Now we just have to wait for the old bits to die. Yeah. (laughs) Like you can't remove it if it's already there. You can just stop it from happening anymore. Or you can minimize that. Because I have not met anyone who's under 15 who's homophobic. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) That generation is just like, yeah, full on with it. And it's like, I still remember homophobia from when I was a kid. And like, not like homophobia, like evil homophobia. Like it was the accepted thing. Yeah, like that was the norm. Oh, he's gay. So we don't like him. What? Oh yeah, me and uh, me and Reggie, we were just, were uh, were out late last night bashing some gay people. Oh, you must be very tired. I don't want my kids to know about gay people was a moral stance that you could take in the 90s. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, that's understandable. (laughs) (laughs) Which I always think is a weird argument from parents. Just that idea with kids of when do you want them to find out about certain things? Yeah. I have heard that too. How do I explain it to the kids? Well, 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 gay, gay, this gay thing. I got to, how do I explain it to my children? But I heard this from someone who's like, how do I explain to my kid that this other kid has two mothers? Like, well, you know, they are going to school in Logan. I think you could start by like explain it the same way that you explain why your kid has a mum and a dad. What's this guy? (laughs) Everyone else just has a mum. See, I don't think you'll have to explain it if it becomes the norm because no one's ever had to teach their three-year-old how to use an iPad. Yeah, they They just just figured that out. Probably quicker than you did yourself. That they showed you. Yeah. Everyone knows that. The kid will teach you how to use it. Because if you grow up where something's the norm, you just assume that's always been the case. And you don't know how to do it backwards, yeah. Well, what I did see before, where were we in? Because we skipped over this and I did actually want to talk about it quickly. Israel, animal spying. <gasps> animal spies. It animal sounds spies. like a Disney movie. Or who made Dunstan Checks in? Dunstan. Whoever made that. You don't remember that movie? Why does it sound familiar? Ah, it was great. It was about a kid who lived at a hotel and one person who came to stay had a pet monkey who he trained to break into places and steal things. Oh yes, that's right because the, I remember this because the people would complain that they got their jewellery stolen but also a bunch of other shiny stuff. Yeah, I remember that movie now. It had a monkey. Yes, and so the monkey didn't want to be a thief anymore so now he lives with the kid who lives in the hotel and all sorts of hijinks ensue as the criminal tries to get his monkey back who doesn't want to go back to him. (laughs) 90s were great for those movies. Well, you could just have a monkey and that's a movie. There were actually a lot of orangutans in movies around like the 90s and early 2000s. Oh, the 80s were all about it. Not so much these days. Orangutans are endangered now. And also you had a couple that tore a couple of people's faces off and that puts people off. Yeah. <laughs> Any which way but loose. Could you imagine that like, you're shooting a movie with an orangutan and they explain to you like, oh yeah, when they hit a certain age, they just go psycho and they can just like tear your face off and there's like nothing you can do about it. Anyway, have fun with the orangutan. Have fun with this orangutan. Don't worry, he's a pro. He's been doing this for years. <laughs> he's our oldest monkey. Now get out there. Wait, he's going to retire after this movie. That monkey only had one day to retirement. <laughs> 
They say you should work him only for six. And we've had him for eight. Yeah. You're just looking at your face in the mirror going, I'm going to miss you. I miss you. <laughs> the second you meet the monkey, it just grabs your cheek and starts pulling a little bit. I think it's trying to pull my face off. No, you're fine. You're fine. Let's just how he says hello. As if it grabs you, don't fight it because it is stronger than you. Whatever it wants you to do, you're doing. Jesus. <laughs> and that's the story of how I ended up with a monkey dick in my mouth. <laughs> well, say, even though an orangutan is shorter than you, you couldn't take it on. Oh, no, because they're thicker. The mm. muscles are like four or five times your strength. If it grabbed your arm, it's holding your arm for the duration of time it wants to. Yeah. And you can have it back when it's done. It may be crushed bone when it's done, <laughs> but it decides. Don't fight it. It only makes it stronger. The Chinese finger trap of animals. Anyway, we got sidetracked about Dunson. I want to see this yeah. conspiracy. Okay, so Israel, animal spying. So this is something that Egypt says that Israel did. They used animals to conduct espionage or attack people. Which that is a real thing. They do animals to- Like attack dogs. Even more so than that. Like uh, the Nazis used to train Dobermans to go into villages as a pack, go into a village and attack people. So it's not just a straight go and attack someone. They can be trained to go and hunt people down over long distances. Ooh, but- they were using eagles and vultures as satellites. See, how cool is that? That's cool. Matters of interest to theorists include a series of shark attacks. They're training sharks to attack oh, really? people. Wait, shark attacks in Egypt? Yeah. I've never thought, does Egypt have, I guess they're the Nile. Are there sharks in the Nile? Well, maybe. Are there beaches in Egypt? Yeah, like the... Because I don't think of beach when I think of Egypt. The Mediterranean. Is that the ocean? Yeah, that, that's Maybe that, that yeah. pocket of ocean between Africa and Europe. Are there sharks in there? I uh, guess yeah. so, if they've been attacking yeah. people in Egypt. Huh. It's an ocean. <clears throat> I'd be so confused if someone came back from holiday and go, I was in Egypt and I was attacked by a shark. I was like, isn't Egypt the desert one? That's the wrong one. It's the sand. Although maybe that explains why it was such a like conspiracy theory. They're like, we knew that Israel was up to something because people get getting eaten by sharks. And well, there's no sharks in Egypt. So we knew something was up. <laughs> <laughs> they were just in the pyramids. They weren't even in the ocean at the time. <laughs> it was a hieroglyph of a shark. <laughs> That's what makes the whole thing suspicious. <laughs> that was my first clue. But apparently they got eagles spying. And what's griffin vulture is a kind of bird, I guess. And they reckon they captured one carrying a, a satellite device. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a kind a, of vulture. Just a big vulture. Do you reckon that like when they got the eagle spies, they then had to release a bunch of mice in the city? <laughs> to make just sure. to make sure the eagles hung around? Because it'd be funny if they were like following a jeep with an important person in it. And then a rabbit jumped across and, and the eagle just hard, chased the rabbit. And it's like, no, go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were so close. Oh, you knew that Egypt was training rabbits. That's the defense system. They have the rabbits. You guys got eagles? You're idiots. We got rabbits. That's what they should have done. Released a bunch of rabbits on the outskirts of the city. And that way the eagles would have just gone to the outskirts. Yeah, don't imagine a bird would make a great satellite because it would just fly where it wants to fly. I feel like if I put a camera on a seagull and I'm like, you know what? I have a really good shot at this fish and chip shop on the corner. That's right. That's all it's going to get today. Yeah, they sell a lot of chips. They sell a lot. <laughs> More than you would think. <laughs> But I mean, this isn't necessarily crazy. There are a lot of different animals that have been used in war. Like the first Iraq war, they had dolphins that would go and do the mine sweeping. Really? Yeah, Amer- I believe it was America So they just or sent France. a bunch of dolphins in there and see if any of them blew up. They do that with monkeys and landmines? To send a monkey out there and let it blow up. Not just one monkey. Like they get like a hundred monkeys and make them run in one direction. It's actually really sad when you think about it. <laughs> 
but, sounds horrible. Yeah, well, the monkeys don't know. Because I can picture it in my head, and I'm telling you, when it's going in my head, sad music is playing while it's happening. And the minds are blowing up, and it's all slow motion, and one monkey- See, I've got, I got chariots of fire in my head. Now I'm thinking more Saving Private Ryan. Oh. Well, yeah, there's like one monkey holding his arm. Holding his tail together. <laughs> now, I just like the idea of a bunch of monkeys crawling along to- do 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 there was a scene like that in the last Rambo movie, wasn't there? Where the bad guys got some people and made them do that. You know, because so you know that the bad oh, guys yes. are evil. Yes, they did, didn't they? I always love in those movies that the bad guys do something that's unnecessarily evil. It's like when you see like the bad guys being the bad guy and we're supposed to hate him, but we don't have a reason yet. So like he does something mean to a dog. Yeah, he just kicks a puppy and you're like, oh, I'm meant to hate him. Oh, well, he can die now. Because <laughs> the amount of people who are like, oh, that's a bit strong of a reaction. If our hero was to suddenly go and kick him off a building that's bad but if that guy just kicked the dog everyone's suddenly cool with it here's a YouTube series that will be the most successful thing ever people being mean to animals and then getting hurt afterwards oh that's genius you just find people who are okay to be mean to a dog and then get hit in the head with a pipe that's the whole show someone's like yells at their dog and then I hit him on the back of the head with a pipe and everyone will love it because they'd be invested we've established it's the bad guy yeah everyone will be like oh thank god I'm so glad these guys are running around like bashing people (laughs) And it justifies us beating up people now. And that's all people really want, is an excuse to bash someone. Well, there is a theory that we all like watching people get hurt. We've just got to agree with the reason why that person's getting hurt. Because it's either entertaining because it's sad that we feel bad for the person getting hurt. You know, that's called drama. Or we think it's hilarious they got hurt because it's called comeuppance. That's comedy. I find it funny that people can also just look like a douchebag. Like on our Internet Phenomenons episode where we were watching the guys doing the Kiki challenge where you dance beside the car. And that quickly trailed into us watching people fail at that because that was way more entertaining. Because that was the first thing I thought when I saw that video was these people look like douchebags and they annoy me. I kind of want to see them get hurt. I've always gone on about this. The funniest home videos phenomenon. The very fact that you're being recorded right now means that you wanted someone to tape you which means you're an arrogant prick and I hate you and then oh he got hurt that's also the weird thing when people say well it's bad laughing at these people getting hurt online they uploaded the video themselves exactly they thought they looked so good in that them getting kicked in the nuts film no people will think I look cool man I'm gonna put that up so naturally I hate you (laughs) and I want to see you get hit in the nuts and lo and behold you get hit in the nuts because I've done stupid things where I've hurt myself and I wasn't filming myself and if I was I wouldn't go I'm going to put it up online. I don't even tell people I did that. You know, you're walking along, you like, you trip, like you kind of mess up your ankle and you fall down. You like kind of hurt your stomach. You don't go and tell people you did that. You just go home, change your shorts and don't tell anyone. Well, Nation of Islam leader and AIDS conspiracy theorist, Louis... Fakram. Sorry, AIDS conspiracy theorist, Nation of Islam. The conspiracy level of this is astounding. You're saying that the Nation of Islam has a leader and he thinks that AIDS doesn't exist because that's dangerous. There was a foundation of people who believed that AIDS didn't exist and they all mysteriously died of AIDS. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of them had HIV. I think it's the lead singer. But yeah, they came out and said that AIDS doesn't exist. It's like the ultimate denial. Someone goes up to you and goes, you've got AIDS 
it's like, no, I don't. Well, you do. We have the test. No, AIDS doesn't even exist. Doesn't even exist. You're just making this up. Well, I'm still alive, aren't I? And that goes on until they die. Then they move to anger, which is the other conspiracy <laughs> of like, AIDS was invented by the government and they infected me with it. <laughs> Bargaining is thinking that there's a cure out there, but the government's not telling you about it. Well, it's funny because with AIDS, have you ever noticed that Magic Johnson's still alive? You can get AIDS and keep it as long as you're rich. Why is it the rich people who survive on it? Well, AIDS isn't a death sentence anymore. That's really an 80s thing. Yeah, rich <laughs> I mean, these days, I think they've gotten so good at it that you can live just as long with AIDS as without. I mean, I still wouldn't advise getting it <laughs> if you can help it. If at all it can be avoided. It's probably bad for you in other respects. Though I was looking down in the vaccines. Did you know Rob Snyder was an anti-vaxxer? What? Oh, what a terrible photo of him too. I mean, how do you take a good photo of Rob Snyder anyway? I was going to be mad at him for being an anti-vaxxer. Then I saw the photo and I'm like, I'll give him a break, man. He's got enough on his plate. <laughs> Poor guy. It's like half his face has been mashed. Has he had a stroke or something? I heard someone was telling me this the other night with Ryan Gosling. Apparently one of his eyes is lower than the other. But so is everyone's. No, his more so. So that one's lower than the other one. He's a bit more squinty on one eye. His left one, yeah. Everyone's got one eye lower than the other. But some people, it gets accentuated more. I don't know. I've never gotten one of those spirit level things and tried to measure my eyes. <laughs> Balance it on your brow. See, that's why it works for him. He always just kind of looks like inquisitive and cute. <laughs> Secret to his success. And also US President Donald Trump is an anti-vaxxer, which he has the power to do so. Wait, he thinks that's a government conspiracy? Is he an idiot? He is the government. Wait, is he saying it is a conspiracy because he's trying to start it? This can't be right. I don't think that's true. I don't think Donald Trump is an anti-vaxxer. He might have just said it one time. I find with Donald Trump, he said everything and the opposite to everything. Like, yeah, you can both prove he's for and against everything. I it think that's just put on there by people who want us to hate Donald Trump. But then at the same time, like it is completely believable. You know, with Donald Trump, it's like, well, someone only did that because they don't like him. But at the same time, he probably did say it. Oh, we got to talk about the flat earthers before we go. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, the greatest conspiracy. It doesn't even make any sense. I mean, the first thing that comes to everyone's mind is like, all right, let's say that it all is true and the earth is flat and the government's keeping it under wraps. How exactly are they profiting from this? The amount of money that you spend on mobile roaming. I think I just pay for mobile what they said it was worth. Yeah, but I mean, like if you go like overseas, like, you know, it costs more to go to like a different country with your phone bill. But they still think there are different countries. Well, there are different countries. It's just that it's all on a flat thing. It's just that we don't need as many satellites and stuff because we don't have the angles to get around. Technically, one satellite should do us all. They're getting us with phone bills. So they can put more satellites up there. Well, claim there's more satellites up there. It's just the one satellite. You're told it's a different one because the Earth's moving, but it's really the same one you're seeing over and over again. I guess I've never seen two satellites together. Plus the amount of fuel that they charge you on the plane rides to go from one country to another. They don't actually take that long to go that far to England. Yeah, you just go the other way. It's a flat Earth. It's pretty easy to get to. You don't have to go around a globe. It takes just as long to get to Cairns as it does to get to London. See, I remember thinking of, you know, the Truman Show. Yes. The whole conspiracy around that, that what if there is just a show about you? I've wondered then that like, what if when I get on a plane, the reason it takes me so long to get to London is because they've got to set everything up. Yeah, because London looks very different. That's why- So it take ages, but Cairns doesn't look that much different. So mm. they can sort of just tweak it a little. And that's why they make you stop over in Singapore or Hong Kong because it's surrounded by high buildings. So even if you left the airport, you wouldn't be able to see very far in the distance. So it's like having a big cage around you. So while they set up the next city. Well, I always assumed that they used Asians to build the cities. And that's why every hub has you that landing site 
somewhere in Asia because that's where we get them to build everything. <laughs> it's true. Everything does get built by Asians and that's why if you go into most cities, you'll find more dense Asian population than if you go out in the countries because they're building the stuff. They're making sure everything's getting ready for us. Are they in on it or are they just the kind of people who just don't ask questions and how far does this go? Are all Hongkonese people in on the flat earth joke? Are they the only ones who know? If you did find out that your whole life was being filmed and that there was this big like Truman Show thing with you, do you think you would, as soon as you found out, you would feel embarrassed thinking about certain moments in your life? Like those times when you were by yourself, just <laughs> sort of like thinking out loud or like, singing like, in the shower, the whole world, the like whole the world. whole world. It's the biggest show yeah. on the planet. They were watching you at that time <laughs> that, live. All that experimentation as a boy. <laughs> Cause I thought you were gonna go straight to like everyone watching you jerk off and wipe your butt. But you're right. Like you're there like the moment before you go into like the big meeting and you're like rehearsing what you're gonna say. Or when you're about to go on that first big date and you're like sitting there like freaking out and you're giving yourself a little pep talk. The whole world saw that pep talk. All that time you threw a ball against the wall. No one else was around. You threw a <laughs> ball because you're angry. It bounced off the wall and then off another wall and it kind of spun around and got you right in the nuts. And then you dropped like a sack of shit in absolute pain. And you thought, well, at least no one saw that. Everyone saw that. It's on the Garth Show highlights reel. They do it every Christmas. They remind everyone that I once threw a ball at a wall and it got me in the nuts. Because that was quite clearly out of the entire Garth the show, that was the best moment. You also find out that people have been able to stream on the internet and they can have access to things like toilet cam, which is just watching you from the view of the toilet the whole time. <laughs> An upshot. An upshot. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with Japanese people? <laughs> Oh, it's disgusting. But it's one of those, if everyone has seen you, like, take a crap, then what does it really matter? What is everyone going to be like, oh, we all saw you take a crap. Yeah, everyone saw me take a crap. So what? Why were you watching me take a crap is the real question. I think that makes you way more sicker than me. Or do you remember back around that same time, there was another movie called Ed TV? I do. And it was the same premise, except the guy volunteered for it and he knew the camera was mm. following him around. And they were going to follow him around, yes. Do you think that you could deal with that having a camera follow you around 24-7, you have no say on what footage they use or don't use. Well, it's just live. The whole thing just constantly goes up live, doesn't it? But I'd have to still, like, do my regular job and everything, wouldn't I? Yes. They would pay you, but you don't get the money until after the show because they want to see you living your everyday life. Oh, man. No, I couldn't do it. I would need some moments of peace. They would have to say, like, between this time and this time, we won't film you. Yeah, like, I'd spend longer and longer time in the toilet. You'd really get used to it in there. Like, that's, like, your home. I think they made a joke in that movie that they filmed him on the toilet. I think, from memory, the toilet is out of bounds, but there's only so much time he's allowed. Because he did have a thing that he showed that he has a mirror or something so he can watch the TV while he's on the toilet. I remember mm. that. Because I remember they also put, like, a camera through the window when he was on the toilet. It's like, seriously, guys? No, that was, um, he was trying to make out with a girl or something. And so they chased it around. I guess my point is, like, like, I don't want people to see me crap. But if everyone's already seen me, then, like, it's old news. Who cares? <laughs> it's done now. There's no putting the turd back up the hole. <laughs> and if everyone had footage, then who cares? I mean, there should have been a sequel to the Truman Show that showed him after he walked out. That would have been the interesting thing, wouldn't it? Because you go, well, what happens to him now? How's that going <laughs> to affect him acclimatizing to the rest of the world? I mean, surely they should make that movie. Reminder that they did also make dumb 
Dumb and Dumber 2. So they yes. should make the Truman Show 2. Truman Showier, the post show. If you're going to go back and remake one of Jim Carrey's movies, I don't know if I would have been Dumb and Dumber, like sequelize that The Mask. Because it didn't even make sense as a sequel, Dumb and Dumber. It was just basically the same thing again. How about Ace Ventura 3? They did that. It was terrible. Did they really do an Ace Ventura? Jim Carrey didn't, though. Well, how many masks did they make? Oh, sorry, Ace there's Ventura. There's one mask and two Ace Venturas. There's two Ace Venturas. No, there's um the Kid Detective. Oh, yeah. There's one of those, like, sequels that don't really count. I've seen it. It's Jim Ace Carrey. Ventura Jr. Yeah, there you the go. The son of Ace Ventura. And they and also have a son of Mask. Yes, with Jamie Kennedy. Isn't that playing interesting? He, uh, uh, they did son of movies. And they did do a Dumb and Dumber prequel that Jim Carrey had nothing to do with. Dumb and Dumber also had a cartoon. Yeah, I watched the cartoon when I was a kid. They had a little beaver called Kitty. Yeah, I remember that. And it was the smart animal. Yeah. Well, that was stupid. The beaver knew. Genius. I remember when I was a kid on the Saturday morning thing, they used to play back to back the Dumb and Dumber TV show and the Mask TV show, which at one point had a cameo by Ace Ventura. And that blew my mind at that age. <laughs> it doesn't take much. I refuse to go back and watch the Mask TV show because I remember it being really good. And things I hear about it now, it doesn't sound like it was. <laughs> I don't want to wreck that. Yeah. <laughs> I destroyed Captain Planet for myself. I'm not destroying the Mask TV show. Yeah, let's just live with it being happy. If you love Captain Planet or Batman Returns, never watch either of those things. You'll hate it. Son of eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. <laughs> yeah, that one I wouldn't sequelize. I couldn't tell you what the sequel would be about because I don't really understand what the first one was about. Well, no, no, it's about a guy trying to lose memories. So this is about a son trying to lose memories because they all end up being the kid or something. So like he goes into the guy's office and goes, oh, my parents just punished me. And that's the movie. Him trying to forget or re-remembering how he did something that got him punished because he's a kid. Sunshine of a Spotless Mind lost me when they CGI'd Jim Carrey's face on a baby. And Gross. he's like crying and I'm just like, okay, I thought I knew what this movie was about, but you've lost me. <laughs> I love those moments when you're like, I totally know what's going on. Then something happens. You're like, wait, what? I have no idea what's going on. I've just spent an hour and a half. I have no idea what I've watched. <laughs> what do they got under the Bible and Jesus? Let's end on a hot button topic. Bible conspiracy theories. Significant parts of the New Testament are false or have been omitted. Can you believe that there's a conspiracy that someone would even fathom that some of the New Testament is false? I think it's funny people going, the New Testament is false. It's like, you know, the Old Testament has a talking snake, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not contesting that. <laughs> no, the part when he felt bad for the leper. Yeah, that was completely made up. No one feels bad for lepers, okay? They're gross. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably a lot of the Bible is false. I mean, that's not really a conspiracy theory. That's just accepted. We all know it was written under like sketchy circumstances, like hundreds of years after. Like nobody has the original text. You can't just go and find like the book of Matthew somewhere in his handwriting. It's all like copies of copies of copies that have been translated. So, And these were all people who didn't know Jesus at the time. They wrote it all later. Someone wrote an account by an account by an account by a guy who said he met the guy. And at some point it was all Latin. And I love that the Da Vinci Code gets put in there because the guy who made the Da Vinci Code even said he made all of that shit up. It was for a story. It's almost like believing that Hogwarts exists. <laughs> Getting confused. But that's quite possible. You wait another generation, people will completely think the Da Vinci Code was a real thing because they'll go, hey, you kids want to learn about Leonardo Da Vinci? Yeah, we know about the Da Vinci Code. That was in the history books. It was on my test. Which there's also the implausibility of 
how the hell did Leonardo da Vinci know all of this stuff? Because it's not like he knew Jesus. He painted stuff hundreds of years later. Knights Templar. Because it's almost like based on that myth that smart people just magically know stuff. Yeah. Like Leonardo da Vinci, he was a genius. He just knew stuff. And not only does he just know stuff without having any reason why he knows stuff, no one else could possibly ever know this stuff again. That's my favorite myth throughout humanity. Like the Mayans, they got the calendar. And the Native Americans with their magic and their potions, the Aboriginals with their dream time. There is no way we will ever find this knowledge again. You sure we don't already know everything that they know? We can build pyramids. It's pretty easy. Yeah, it's, just, it's quite possibly the easiest structure to make big. And we'll use trucks instead of slaves. Hey. So it's more ethical. <laughs> Like Egypt, but with ethics. I don't think that with the Bible being wrong, that it's a conspiracy. It's just people are wrong. Well, is the conspiracy that people say it's wrong? Or is the conspiracy that it is wrong? Because it says here, various groups, both real and fake. So there's the Vatican and the Priory of Sion. Is that the Matrix? I think it is the Matrix. That's the Matrix Sion. was Sion, yeah. To suppress relevant information concerning, for example, the dating of the Turin Shroud. The Shroud of Turin. Turin, that's the, that's the that's the cloth that had the Jesus face on it. Which I'm like, is that how it works? Uh, if I got a cloth and put it over your face, is it going to make a Garth face? Maybe, but it's also possible that it's just because it's got like Jesus oil on it. Like Jesus can do that sort of thing to a shroud because he's <clears throat> magical. Well, the problem with a lot of those religious artifacts is back in the medieval times, they went through a huge stage of making fake ones because they were big oh, yeah. business. Oh, yes, they were. I mean, they used to sell fingers of Jesus in packs of 20 back then. So... <laughs> <laughs> Packs of 40. Buy 100 and get a discount. Everyone knows that the Shroud of Turin was ground up and used as an aphrodisiac 1,400 years ago. I'm not even going to ask you how they used it. They ground it up. They snorted it. You snort it. Snorted the Shroud. Tra- yeah, it gets you rock hard. Or so it did for Henry the Second. Because Jesus was known for his sexual potency. Oh, absolutely. Well, that was what the Da Vinci Code was about. Yeah, he's so potent, he didn't even need a dad. That's pretty potent to suddenly exist. I just love the idea that some anti-conspiracy guy is sitting in a church listening listening to it just going like hold on not all this stuff adds up this is a conspiracy (laughs) wait a second has anybody ever seen jesus and the devil in the same place (laughs) i mean i know they met in the desert but who was there to see it so you're telling me this guy who wrote this down and had it translated a whole bunch of times he never even met the jesus he met the guy who met the guy you know what his account doesn't quite add up to what the other guy said yeah i don't know if a religion to me counts as a conspiracy theory. I'll give him the Da Vinci Code one. That's a nice little conspiracy theory. But just religion in general is a conspiracy theory. I mean, there's arguments for that and against it, but it's just easier to refer to it as just a religion. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a legitimate organization. It's a conspiracy Um. theory with consequences for calling it out. That's how you make a religion. You have a conspiracy theory, but then you give consequences to people who dispute it. So what did you think at this page? Gosh, we went all over the place, didn't we? I'd have to rate this uh, Malala of a possible Illuminati. You're using a woman who got shot in the face to do your rating. Go on, what joke have you got about that? <laughs> I feel kept an eye on us all. Just one eye. One good eye. There was a good eye in that one. I feel it went off with a bang. We all learnt something before the school was kicked in and other such things about Nobel Peace Prizes and things. It's really sad to be Malala. Now, it was fun to check into this. I didn't know about half of these, but I did know about the other ones. But then I'm like, wait, is that really a conspiracy theory? I thought that actually existed. You're telling me the Bible? What? <laughs> but yeah, Malala, because this is a ever-evolving, this is ongoing, all these conspiracy theories, I'm amazed how many new ones there are. This isn't just like the time te- 
tested conspiracy theories. There's very few moon landings on this. There's a lot about... There's much flights every- that are recent, so they're new ones. So this has been updated quite recently, possibly by the Illuminati, which is what I rate this mm-hmm. out of, because they are the hero-all, end-all, is-all. So it has to be out of Illuminati, obviously. And Malala, hey, she tried to get the Taliban kicked out of Pakistan with her shiftless ways, getting Robert De Niro to shoot her in the face. So that's how I rate the page. It's kind of like Robert De Niro shooting a little girl in the face. (laughs) What do you rate this, Ben? All right, well, I'm going to give mine out of five because of Walker's five kinds of conspiracies. Ooh, okay, that's good. And I'm going to confuse it even more because I want to give it a 4.7 out of five. So I'm going into decimal places. I don't usually go into decimal places. Okay, why did it lose 0.3? I don't know. That's a good score because it's not perfect. Because it's a good score. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, the picture then. It should have been the something else, the lizard people. There we go. Yeah, you lose you. 0.3 for having like the eye pyramid thing instead. That to me is confusing because I see pyramids, I think Egypt. I see that symbol, I think money. And then they also have the Illuminati all put into it. Too many things, one symbol. That's probably why they use that symbol, the Illuminati. Like so many things have already gone through your head. You've just already given up. And they're like, ha <laughs> that's why we control the world, bitch. The swastika used to be used by lots of people. Then the Nazi picked it up and now it's not cool anymore yeah they kind of wrecked it for the rest <laughs> of it like the moustache Hitler has it's weird when like people say the swastika means peace and eternity and stuff like that and I look at it and go I don't think that when I see a swastika you know what I bet for a few Aryans like if the plan was fulfilled it would have ended with a lot of peace <laughs> would be very peaceful you know wouldn't have been a lot of different yeah, colors around yeah for, <laughs> oh, for them yeah well everyone else would eventually find peace the piece of the grave. I mean, it is one way to cure racism. You either keep fucking until everyone's the same color, or you just keep eliminating colors till everyone's the same color. I mean, it's pragmatic. I mean, everyone bags out Hitler, but did you try to fix racism? All right. Other than that, we've just got the usual stuff to plug. We've got a YouTube channel. We do. You've got to check that out. You can find us on Facebook. Hit us up. We've got the Instagram and Twitter pumping at the moment. We've been working hard on that. So find us on that as well. Huh? Huh? And you can email us at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate the show and give us a nice five-star rating. And for everything about us, just go to humidor.com.au or just check the show notes because I put everything in there. And also, like, any, like, fun facts of, like, words that are tricky to pronounce, I put in there so you can have a go at pronouncing them at home. Try it at home. Yeah. Let us know how you go. Write into us and write down how you pronounced it. Yeah, because we've got all the avenues now you can Instagram us, tweet us, Facebook message us, email us, everything. How exciting is that? So other than that, I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw.